Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hey, Matt. Hey, Brittany. How's it going today? It is going pretty good. We are recording this towards the end of November, which means we are getting towards the end of the San Francisco real estate season for 2019. This is true. And uh, we also have had a great second half of the year, and we have a very special guest star on the podcast today. We are thrilled to have our friend and client with us, Kay And uh, Kay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just introduce yourself to your adoring, adoring public. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm a native uh, Californian, uh, traveled extensively, but um, lived the last 40 plus years in uh, uh, Burlingame area, in Burlingame, period. And now, as uh, Britton and Matt know, have relocated uh, to Roseville recently. I worked at uh, the Bay Meadows uh, racetrack until... Um, it, the property was developed, and then uh, now I do some consultant work. Um, semi-retired, I guess you'd say. You'll never retire, and, Kay. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Neither, <laughs> neither will you, Britton. <laughs> so is that is that enough? That's great. Boring. <laughs> lifestyle you were you were the farthest from boring that uh, we know i didn't think it was boring at all so um you mentioned your home in burlingame and we were fortunate enough to help you sell that lovely home um how long had you lived there uh, over 40 years yeah mm-hmm. and when you bought it it was almost brand new is that correct it was a year and a half old yeah and you had, but do I remember that you had you and Webb had actually lived there that as a tenant as tenants the first year? That's correct. Yes, uh, uh, about a year and a half. And uh, uh, being a homeowner previously in my previous life, so to speak, um, <laughs> I said we have to buy a home. We must buy a home. We're not going to be renters our entire life. And so he said, "Well, how about this place?" So I called the uh, manager of that property and um, struck a deal. And the rest, well, the next 40 years was history, right? That's right. So do you remember seeing it when you were looking at it or like did Webb just pick it out of the paper and say, hey, we're taking this one? No, actually we hired a realtor uh, to uh, tour San Mateo, Millbrae, Belmont, and Burlingame, which Burlingame is my first choice. And she took us to, uh, she intended to take us to several places, but it was the second place we saw. And I said, this is it. I'm good. I love that. What, was it um, mm-hmm. Was it empty when you saw it? Or do you remember anything about it? Oh, yeah. It was empty. It had been uh, rented for a year and a half or a year, whatever it was. Uh, but there were no, it was empty, vacant, no furniture, nothing. This was before the days of staging, right? We moved in. There was no heat, no lights, no nothing, but we loved it. We slept on the floor a couple of days. (laughs) What did you love about it? It sounds like you were taken with it at first sight. Do you remember? Well, the location is just ideal. Um, That's number one. Uh, And secondly, because we both 
didn't have didn't want the responsibility of upkeep on the outside. So it was a townhouse and only seven units. It wasn't a huge complex. Uh, close to downtown Burlingame. Can walk anywhere to get anything done that you could possibly want. And um and it had huge closets. And we women like huge closets. <laughs> Those closets are outrageous. <laughs> They're phenomenal. So huge, yeah. It was a two two story and it was like uh what, two master suites upstairs. So it was perfect. You know, one for you know yourself and then your guests or in my case, my daughter was uh living with this uh at some during some periods of time. So um location and large closets. Yeah. Case happened. <laughs> what it comes down to. So fast forward to the summer spaces, which is a rarity, you know, and a huge storeroom downstairs. It just had everything that was ideal for us during during that time. Absolutely. And obviously you chose well because it lasted you for forty years. So that's impressive. On occasion, I would think, oh, why don't we move up to the hills, which have a beautiful, you know, view. And he said, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that settles that. That settles uh-huh. that. Web has spoken. Um, uh-huh. So fast forward to this summer when we accidentally found your dream home and got you into contract on, well, your first, your second dream home. And we got a contingency for the sale of your home in Burlingame, and we needed to get it on the market fast. So I know you still, you had a ton of stuff to do to get the house ready, but what was it like going through the process of getting your place ready to sell it when you were still living in it? Uh, It was a challenge, (laughs) putting it mildly. Um, But, you know, that's kind of my lifestyle, so... All right, let's just dig in and get it done. And we did. When you say challenge, like, was it just the amount of things to do or the time frame or the number of people involved or any anything in particular that stands out? Well, definitely the time frame because there was a, a pressure uh, uh, of a deadline. Even though I'm not a pack rat, you still have 40 years of, you know, of life there. Memories. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and we. Well, there are things there that I thought were wonderful. There probably were some things that maybe potential buyers would not think was wonderful. Well, it was. I mean, it was a well a well loved house and very lived in, and that's not an insult. I mean, it was just it. You had lived there for forty years, and many buyers these days are accustomed to walking into a place that looks like a pottery barn catalog. And hey, guess what? After you live in a place for 40 years, it doesn't look like a pottery park catalog. It's impossible. <laughs> and new. So, like a K Web house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so when we tried it to sell it with your furniture still there and not having painted, and um, long story short, it didn't work. We didn't get much great feedback. People liked the size of the space, but. Um, a lot of people were having trouble seeing, trying to visualize their own belongings there because it was so personalized with your, with your items there. Again, not an insult, just what people are used to. So we let the other house go and we went back to plan A, which was let's move, move you out, put your stuff in storage um, paint, put new carpet in, do new floors, do some new lighting and stage. 
And now compare that process to the first process of getting trying to get it on the market when you were in it, which was was either one better, worse? Was it all just sort of difficult or um, how did that go? They were equally cha- they were equally challenging yeah, I mean. in different in different ways. But, um, you know, because moving out meant deep purging and storing and then, uh, you know, living in hotels that period of time. Yeah. And it was that was that was not easy. I remember we thought, oh, you can just get an extended stay hotel and sort of set up shop. But a lot of those extended stay hotels are pretty darn booked and you had to bop around a lot, didn't you? Well, I learned the rent, the renting and the uh, hotel rates in Burlingame <laughs> because of SFO. Yeah. And even availability. I mean, there was, I remember one night in particular, because I had gone to, maybe I'd gone to Roseville to research or whatever. <clears throat> and when I got back down to the Birmingham area, because I had things to do there, um, I couldn't find a room, period. I mean, booked. All the hotels were booked. I finally found one at 9.30 at night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and the rates are astronomical during, like, the business days. Unlike say, a place like, say, Roseville, on the weekend, they're higher. The things that you find out. Exactly. At the end of it all, though, after you went through the painting and putting in the new floors and putting in the new carpet, how did you, when you when you first walked in, when Eric had finished all of that, did it still feel like home or did it feel like all traces of K were gone? <laughs> oh. All traces of cave was gone. <laughs> Transformation complete. <laughs> so can I ask you a, a super blunt question? Um, like, did it hurt your feelings or did it bum you out? Were you like, oh, I can't believe we had to do this to sell the place? Or were you like, wow, like whatever? You know what? I can't even express to you the number of different emotions. I mean, it ranged from from like, oh, my God, what did they do? Or, oh, my gosh. It's really kind of nice. <laughs> this isn't my house anymore. I mean, just A to Z emotions. I totally understand that. And I remember having some of these conversations with you when I was saying, I know it's not what you would have picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No. But I did. In the mean, meanwhile, I have, you know, uh, been educated to the market that, I mean, you can just go into like uh, pennies or any of the, the linen departments, and you don't see much other than white and gray. It's true. That's it, folks. <laughs> Amazing. It's the uh, it's the palette of 2019, right? I'm telling you, that is it. <clears throat> There's no, you know, and never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, white and gray. After all of that, after you went through all of the emotion and and just the, the the all the work that you put into it yourself, I mean, you personally packed up a ton of stuff and purged a ton of stuff and um, decided what was what was going, what what you were keeping, what you were going to pack up, and then picking out the you know managing the process of the of the flooring installation and the painting and all of that. And then we got the staging put in and it again did not look like a K Web house anymore. But did it what once the actual staging went in, did it become exciting or was it still kind of traumatic at that point? Uh it was uh, less traumatic. 
because <laughs> uh, I'd already kind of, you know, I mean, uh, the knife had been sharpened. <laughs> so the cut was a little cleaner, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd already been kind of banged around mentally and emotionally. So now I was like, okay, this is what it is. So, and I think. Step at a time, we're getting closer, you know. I think most importantly at that point, I had released on that that was my home. That was no longer my home. Right. And I, I think you kind of so, highlight something that's really important and unique to home sales, which is like when you're selling stocks or mutual funds or bonds, you're not emotionally attached to them. You're like, okay, that's a sale. Maybe I wanted to keep them longer. Maybe I'm happy about it or not. But it's a very different process when it's, you know, your house um, and you've been you in know, it. Well, and then, and Matt, when uh, uh, I remember when the flooring guy was there and Britain was there and we were choosing the flooring and this and that and the other thing. I really kind of just took a step back. I remember that day when I was saying, you know, this this would go really well with the palette for the staging. And and I remember you, you literally physically took a step back and you pointed at me and you said something like, you're in charge. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I mean, I knew I had to make the best decision possible on your behalf to, to get you the most money for your for your home. And exactly. Uh, I mean, I knew. I mean, I. It's not like I didn't know in the beginning, but at that point, it was like I'm hands off now. I'm not. Uh -uh, this is no longer. You know, I'm handing off. I'm, if I'm the relay team, I just hand it off the baton. Yep, hand off so. the baton, and so it went from. I mean, we we sort of went full circle because when you and I first sat down in about I don't know. May or something of this year, we talked about the best plan would be let's get you into a rental, move all, move everything out, um, paint, do new floors, do some um, minor cosmetic upgrades and stage. And then with the... So I found that the dream home. Exactly. Like, okay. And, the, and then everything got accelerated and we gave it a shot and it didn't work. But then I have to hand it to you. You were such a rock star just going pedal to the metal to pack up everything and get, get the place empty so we could give it a fresh start right after Labor Day. And yeah, um, well, we, we yeah. came on the market something like, I don't know, maybe two, two weeks after Labor Day, something like that. And then we had two offers and it sold for over asking within 10 days. And then in the meantime, you had, you know, you'd been going through the drama of living in hotels for a few months to make this all possible. But I mean, at, at the end of all of it, you got a great price for your home. So looking back on it, all of the drama, was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, because, you know, the, the mission accomplished. Exactly. So. And then we found you a new place that was already staged, right? The, the, it was interesting because we looked at so many places up in the Roseville area that were not staged, and the one that you bought was staged. And I, that, that one just stood out to me as uh, that, that stood out to me as an interesting sort of continuation of the events because most of the places that we saw were either completely vacant or owner occupied. But then here's this one that's staged, and it's the one that you ended up buying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, if someone, if, if a friend said to you, oh, I want to sell my place, but I don't want to move out. I want to just have it do it like it is today. Would you have any advice for that person? 
Oh, for sure. No, don't even don't even think about doing that. Mm-mm. Not if you're sincere and want you know want to move things along, because otherwise, um, I mean, it's torture anyway. If you're there, you've got to be uh, able to vacate at a moment's notice. You know, right? That's no way to live. And keep it tidy all the time. All the time. Yes. Showing ready. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just you know it's it's tougher initially, but. There's no other way to do it. That's that. That is that is some great K Web advice right there, ma'am. She has spoken. <laughs> I believe a microphone has been dropped. <laughs> there is no there is no uh, uh, if, ands, or buts. I mean, just if you're going to do it, do it right, and that's the way to do it. Not easy. And I think that that's a really key thing. Like it's selling your home is it's a very emotional process. And it can be difficult to manage the, you know, the emotions around it, especially when you've been there for 40 years. But to get it done, I mean, the, the purpose of selling your home is to make as much money as possible and to make that to get as much money as possible. You have to make it look as good as possible. And That's right. that usually requires you to, subtracting you yourself. A go with, you know, what the, what's. I couldn't believe the uniform uh, color scheme. I, that was just beyond my comprehension. What? I can't emphasize enough of how you need to research uh, this this era. I don't know if uh, you know. I remember the horrible mob era. <laughs> yeah, we're all still scarred. <laughs> Harvest gold and avocado green. I remember that one too. There you go. (laughs) Are they back yet? No, right now, right now. I mean, you guys. No, I think you're. You may not be in the millennial set, but (sighs) they have a definitive color scheme that they are interested in, and those are the mostly the buyers. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, a lot of the people who came through your place were definitely in that uh, cohort. So in that area, yes, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think you've given anyone listening to this some very good advice, Kay. And I think that... Uh, I hope so. Yeah. And we really appreciate your taking the time out of your busy day of projects at your new home to uh, to chat with us for a few minutes. So thank you very much. My pleasure. You're both wonderful to work with. Well, thank you. And thank you for trusting us with the sale of your home. It was uh, an honor and a privilege. I did know what no, he said. Thank good. you, dear. <laughs> well we did it gang we we certainly did and uh yeah we need to i need to come up and invite myself up to your new place now that you're in there and see with all of the see it k-webified right you're all welcome oh you'll you'll be interested to know that the guest bathroom is what all white (laughs) yeah See, we, we rubbed off on you there. <laughs> well, I said, I'm not fighting it anymore. My mind not, might not be white, but the guest bathroom is white. Oh, well, you, you gave in. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's my, you know, that's my uh, yes, contribution to this era. It's your nod <laughs> to 2019, right? Right. All right. Well, thanks you so much, Kay. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Thank you very much, you guys. All You're right. welcome. Bye, thanks, Kay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.